I'm going to talk just briefly now because y'all dance for half of my sermon. The power of God's eternal covenant. Someone say the power of God's eternal covenant. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 24 says this, 24 through 26. It says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant. Someone say new covenant. Somebody say new covenant. Somebody say new covenant again. In my blood. So that means that he's introducing an entirely new governing order and system. So this is why we don't ever have to argue with the Hebrew Israelites who want to live according to the old covenant. Y'all catch that in a minute. We don't ever have to argue with people that are living according to the law because on the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and he established a new covenant. Somebody say new covenant. In his blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Revelation, the 12th chapter, in the 8th verse, the B clause of that verse says, and all who dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning the the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life. So that means that the Antichrist system is only relegated and designated to the people who are already damned to die. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Somebody say the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. And then Revelation, the 12th chapter, I'm going to read uh, 7 through 11. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. Somebody say spiritual warfare. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. What happened? Say it one more time. So even though Satan is the prince and the power of the air and the god of this age, and he has an entire delegation of demonic forces that fought against the forces of the kingdom of light, they did not prevail. Somebody say that's a judgment. It says, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. That means they got an eviction notice. So not only did they get their behinds whooped, but they no longer had a place to return to. Somebody say defeated. I don't know if y'all are catching how defeated the enemy is. Most of what we call spiritual warfare is just happening in our head. Because Satan knows he's defeated. The witches don't like that. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. What does he do? He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a voice, a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accused them, meaning the saints before our God day and night has what? He has been cast down who the accuser of the brethren. And they overcame him. Y'all ready for victory? Look at your neighbor and just ask him, are you really ready for victory? And they overcame him how? By the what? By the blood of the lamb and in conjunction with by the word of their testimony. 
and they did not love their lives to the death. I got another scripture for you because I like the Bible. Somebody say amen. Because somebody say this is a word church. That's multi-layered and you'll just catch that in another uh, thing. Say we are Bible people. We believe the Bible. We teach the Bible. Our people read the Bible. They have an appetite for the Bible. And I have never presented a theology or a gospel that made you think you should not read the Bible. Somebody say amen. All right, we're just going to put that out there. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, how long was it? How long was it? After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Sitting down means it's a finished work. From that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool so the lord jesus christ took his blood poured it upon the mercy seat offered one sacrifice for sin forever and then sat down waiting for all of his enemies to be made his footstool that's why the church still exists for by one offering i'm in the bible that's all i'm doing is reading the bible for by one offering how many offerings how many offerings he has perfected forever The devil doesn't have a problem with you dancing. He has a problem with you being educated in spiritual matters. He is pulling these churches like puppets on strings that do nothing but run around and dance and sing and hoop and holler. But the people don't have a word that can transform their idea. So they're still bound. Am I reading the Bible? Michael's my theologian. Bonaparte, my prophets are here. Am I? Am I? The Bible says, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. (laughs) It's a multi-tiered arrangement. Because we're being sanctified. It means I'm, y'all, oh help me Jesus. I'm looking at stuff in my life that's not together. But I still got victory because I'm already perfected. Y'all not. So I don't have to be depressed because I didn't measure up. Because I'm in a process of being sanctified. Every day he's working a little bit more of him in me and me out of me. But the devil, the accuser and all of his minions still cannot lift up a word against me because I'm still already perfected. I need somebody that believes. So that's how we can say, God, I got to get through the... If God before us... (laughs) I need a perfected person to just praise him just for 30 seconds. Listen, 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 listen. God, the Father, can only see us through the lens of our perfected status. Because if he deals with us according to the imperfection, whatever he says is going to stick for eternity. So that's why he has to call things that are not as though they were. Because whatever he says has to exist in that condition see he can't look at me and say you low down and dirty and you the scum of the earth he has to look at me Kashia, and say you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus 
And then the goodness of God leads me to repent it, the transformation. Because you didn't deal with me according to the dilemma, you dealt with me according to the destiny. Oh, I wish I would praise him. I need three people. Let that set you free. You are not what happened to you because you're already perfected. You're just being sanctified. Just open your mouth and praise him. You're being sanctified. I'm just reading. Father, help. It says, perfected forever. I just perfected. Oh, God. Oh, the religious people are not going to like this. Ooh, we saw your pastor at the bus stop smoking. But what you didn't know is I repented after I, I wasn't really smoking. I repented after I put that cigarette out. That Newport 100. Because I'm already perfected. See, I, see, watch this. I came to myself. Well, if the prodigal son after eating pig slop could repent in his thinking and say that my father's animals are eating and living better than this, let me come. See, I have the right to come back to my right mind. The problem is you only see me when I was in a... When I was in a dilemma. But you didn't understand that the word that I'm already perfected is working on me. And so while I'm smoking, the Holy Ghost is saying, put the cigarette down. See, all you see is the puff, but you don't see what's going on inside of my mind. He, oh, come on. It might not be cigarettes for you. It might be something else. Right in the middle of the Holy Ghost saying, put it down. Right in the middle of it, the Holy Ghost saying, pull it up. Right in the, y'all not going to tell the truth, but where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty in the middle of it. The Holy Ghost is saying, put yourself back together. You're already perfected. You're better than this. I need somebody to open your mouth and. You are better than your current condition. And you got to let the word work on you until your eyes are open enough to see what God really sees. Because when you recognize the great, greater is he that is in me. See, when he looks at you, he sees himself. He's waiting for us to come to the realization and revelation that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. See, y'all trying to get Christ outside of you to do something in you. But you got to recognize that he's in you. Doing something in you that has to come out of you. God, I need you to deliver. No, God, you already delivered me. Oh, come on. Would y'all catch it? God, I need you to work this out. No, it's already worked out. You got to step back into Christ and get into the dimension where it's already done. I'm just reading the scripture. Perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Can't get me out. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he said before, see that, and, and the witnessing of the Holy Spirit, how, how do you know that you know? The Bible says the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
So it's not because I take my, my, uh, my rug out and I pray to the east five times a day. That's, that's, that's not what convinces me. It's not because I go to church and I wear white on first Sunday or I run around. It's not. There is an inner witness. There's an inner witness in my spirit that says that this is the truth. I can't help you if you don't have it. And it might be peradventure that you're not actually his son. Because the Holy Spirit, y'all, y'all didn't like that. See, that's, see, we condition you to believe that as come as you are, do whatever you will, and God just going to have to take it. Uh, I beg to differ. Let me, I got, I got, I don't know, three more minutes. I'm trying to read the scripture. I can't even, I can never read the scriptures in this church. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. This means after the days of the law, which we are not going to be subjected to and bound by again. I'm saying that for a, a point of emphasis. Not, we're not going to become Hebrew Israelites that yell. There's this a movement afoot where they're going outside of all of the Christian churches and they got their mics and they're going on and they're trying to challenge the people. First of all, you're mixing fabrics. Because you have on cotton and polyester. Don't talk to me about Old Testament law and you don't have one garment made out of one piece of cloth. Let's start there. And, and I shut him completely down when we were in New York. Somebody say, he's a pastor. He said, oh, you a pastor? You got a question? And, and they started their stuff. I said, sir, your fabrics are mixed. If we're going to live according to the law, let's do the whole law. I'll keep walking. Thank you. Have a nice day. We're not called to go back into we are not called to go back into Judaism. If I see another Christian with a yarmulke, don't know the law of the sin. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. He said, "Watch this." Somebody say, "Is he said I will put my law in their hearts." and in their minds I will write them. So now it's not the law of Moses on tablets of stone, but it's a law of the Spirit of God that he writes upon our hearts and our minds. Then he says, watch this. Now, I'm still in the Bible. Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Remember means to call account. Doesn't mean amnesia. It means to call the record. See, we don't have a fear of the white throne judgment because he's not going to call the record of our wrongdoing if we're in Christ. But you got to really be in him. See, shouting next to Elder Michael don't make you in Christ. Running behind after Elder Cummings when he get to dancing and running doesn't make you in Christ. You got to really be in Christ to be in Christ. And see, see, stop living for these church people. I got to keep going. I'm not even, these are not even the points. We have been navigating through the throes of spiritual warfare. Now, I have been in a place personally of spiritual warfare that I've never encountered before on a very personal, private level. I've never been in this place before. Never been. Satan's economy, everybody so knows it, they went, well, what happened? 
I mean, if y'all wasn't paying attention to the rest of the message, y'all started paying attention as soon as I said that. Well, what's going on? I just told you, spiritual warfare, I've never been through before. <laughs> Satan's economy is deception. Somebody say deception. deception. We've been in the place where we've been warring for our lives, but we have to first be able to identify what spiritual warfare really is. Satan's intention is to hold, is to hold the whole of creation in a state of derision so that they are always void of the one premise that can actually make them free, and that is truth. The only thing that sets us free is truth. Say it one more time. The only thing that sets us free is truth. So you can come in an atmosphere like this and get in an anointing and get set free. And if you don't have corresponding truth to go with your dance and your freedom, you're going to be bound again before five o'clock hits. Because the dancing doesn't make you free. Truth makes you free. Somebody say truth. This is why, uh, oh, let me just get this. Every maneuver, so when Satan incubates spiritual warfare against the saints, every maneuver of uh, spiritual warfare that is successful has to be attached to a lie in order for it to be successful warfare. What am I saying? So every place where Satan has the upper ground in your life, it is a place where you have resisted God's truth. It is impossible for the devil to ensnare you in an area where you are governed by God's truth in that area. Come on, think about it, because this is Deliverance Sunday. I'm going to yell again in a minute, but I want y'all to get it. Every place where you are fighting the devil right now is in an area where you are not listening to truth. Because the only way that he can gain the upper hand is when you buy into his deception. So these are the areas that he targets. He'll lie to you about your identity. You'll live your life and won't know who in heaven <laughs> you are. You heard, you heard the other one. Huh? He'll lie to you about your purpose. Why are you here? Why are you breathing? Because if he can get you to be unaware of purpose, then he can get you to, to literally back up off of why you should be alive. And when death comes to knock on your door, you won't have a reason to live. Death will come with a presentation. Watch this. That would seem more palatable than fighting to gain the purpose that God has ordained for your life. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Where death comes to pull up a seat to talk to you. You ever been there? I'm talking about the spirit of death. Where death says, you know what? It's so much easier on the other side. It's so much. Huh, you see your loved ones that you've lost. You're, because you're in Christ, right? I mean, this is death talking. There's no reason for you to live. You're, you've been ineffective your whole life. Look around. Take an assessment. And you won't see the level of effectivity that you had hoped for. You're not where you thought you should be in life by this particular. And death will pull up a seat. If you don't know your purpose, his idea will seem more glorious than the hell that you're in the middle of. He'll attack your calling. He'll attack your assignment. He'll attack your placement. God called you to be at Egwa. So why are you over there at Smith Memorial AME Zion? 
remembering dead folk. I don't understand. Okay. He'll, he'll attack you in the area of your relationships. That's the biggest level of attack. When the devil's coming to kill you, he's coming through relationships to do it. He's not going to show himself as a pitchfork, as some uh, foul fiend, you know, that came to, you know, some, some evil villain. He ain't coming like that. He's going to come through somebody you love. So how do you navigate spiritual warfare? Listen to this. His strategy is to convince people to believe the lie so that he can ensnare them in his web. The Bible says this, God hates, um, there are six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, y'all need to pay attention to this, if you're not taking notes, get off your phone, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, these are the stuff God hates, so if it's in you, you got a problem, feet that are swift in running to evil, you a busybody in the downfall of everybody, and you don't realize that God hates it. I'm not going to talk about the bloggers. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. This is why he hates the one who sows discord among the brethren because the only way discord can be discord is that it has to operate by a spirit of deception. Discord imprisons people to a moment, an idea, or a belief system that binds and ties them to a satanic conspiracy and agenda. Discord comes to lock you in a dimension that does not permit your entire life to move forward. Discord comes and says, did you see how the pastor looked at you today? And you hold that in your heart for five years and not realize the pastor didn't even see you. Discord will say, don't go to that church because they don't really love their members. Look at how he don't, he don't smile at everybody. Discord will say, what kind of pastor is this that goes in the office after church? These are real complaints. And I don't get to see him. Did you set up an appointment? <laughs> Discord says, y'all get the point. I don't have to read everybody's mail today. But it imprisons you to a moment, an idea, or a belief system, and then it ties you there. Truth liberates. Somebody say truth liberates. Truth liberates. Every offense is built on a lie. Say that out loud. Every offense, Every offense is, built on a lie. is built on a lie. It is impossible for you to be offended and there's not a lie in the offense. Let that sit there. Some oxtails. I just took them out the package. I didn't even put them in there. I didn't even season them yet. They're just sitting on the counter. So where is the lie behind your offense? Some of y'all in here are offended today. Lord, take this prophetic mantle and just put it in my pocket for a minute. Some of y'all are offended today. How do you get offended when you do what's wrong and you get corrected? How do you harbor offense when you did something wrong and you get corrected? So the lie is you're corrected because they don't really care about you. The lie is they don't really value you. 
The lie is this church doesn't really, they're not really for you the way that they said they were. That's, you have to buy into the lie to be offended. We're a church of order until we have to bring order to you. Then we're controlling and manipulating. You got to be free. Because if you're not free, the offense and the discord, I'm, I'm telling y'all, it will choke out your purpose and your assignment. <laughs> you, thank you. <laughs> She's a prophet for real. Y'all don't, y'all, don't, y'all don't even know. She's such a prophet. Did y'all hear what she just said? She said, welcome back. I text somebody this morning. I said, I'm back. I can show you the text. Are y'all listening? Well, God is everywhere. (laughs) And I'll just go over there and serve him there and do it there. I guarantee you, you're not going to be the same over there. Not if this is the place of assignment. Now, if you go over there and flourish, then that's the place of your assignment. And there's nothing wrong with that. The kingdom is bigger than Egwa. Huh? But what happens when you uproot a tree that's been planted and it doesn't get planted in the right soil? Eventually, the tree dies. (laughs) You ever been to a funeral? You know what's so sad about a funeral? Funeral homes make death look pretty. Funeral homes make death look pretty. Makeup, hair. The stylist will come and style your hair as if you were at the salon. The barber will come and edge you up, even put the white chalk on the edge up like like you sitting in the chair. For people to come and look at you and say, oh, he looks so good. So what happens with the uprooted trees? Now you cosmetically trying to fix death. So you on Instagram posting every day trying to hide the fact that you're dead with makeup and hair. On vacation broke. Trying to look like you thriving. Since you've been uprooted. Y'all not, let me. Dying. Because you're not planted. Where he decided for you to be nourished. It's tight, y'all. But it's right. Can I just, can I get through this? Can I pick the rest of this up on Wednesday? Let me just get. Spiritual warfare is not what we make it. Let me get through this last note. Spiritual warfare, I want you to get this, is a war over reality. Somebody say spiritual warfare is a war over reality, which involves truth. Whenever there is a temptation to disbelieve the truth, you've entered into real spiritual war. Whenever there is a temptation for you to disbelieve the truth, you are in spiritual war. 
See, the truth is that with his stripes, you're already healed. And you have to live and not die because there's an assignment on your life. Spiritual warfare says don't take your blood pressure medicine and let your kidneys be affected so you can die quick. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Y'all don't another shackle. It's just whoop, whoop. Whoop, another chain. Whoop. I'll get delivered in front of the whole church. Because if I die, all y'all gonna do is talk about me anyway. I might as well get free and live. Spiritual warfare will say that what you're doing to build in the kingdom of God is too much. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. You're too antiquated. The generation doesn't want to hear that kind of preaching. You got to preach grace. So that the sinners feel comfortable in God's house. You'll never have a massive following preaching the way you preach. This is spiritual warfare. And it weighs on your mind. Huh? And then you start preaching your Joel Osteen messages. And then the Holy Ghost in there looking at you like this. I don't know if y'all ever been there before. Y'all preachers, you ever been there before? When you know you ain't anointed? Have you ever been there? When you know you're not anointed and you up there doing the best you can and God, see, this, y'all don't realize this is an anointed message. You don't have to hoop to be anointed. I can feel the stream of anointing. I'm talking about when heaven is sitting there like this. And ain't no anointing coming. Because you're out of place. Because you have succumbed to spiritual warfare and you didn't resist it with truth. Your next level, I'm going to end here. Play something, please, just to pull me out. This, this is, I've been preaching about 30 minutes. It feels longer because y'all were shouting. It's been about 30 minutes. I think I started around 1226, about 31 minutes. Your next level your next season is going to cost you. And you've got to know who you are. You've got to know where you're going. You've got to know who's supposed to be there with you. And you've got to know your rank. Somebody say, know your rank. Know your rank. I've been feeling, and I've described my season as feeling like an eagle with his feathers plucked out. That's what I felt like I was in the throes of. But I got delivered when I realized that they were plucked out by chickens. I was walking around as an eagle with no feathers in a cave because I let chickens pluck my feathers out. And the reality is, somebody said, what is he talking about? An eagle ain't got no business with chickens. Because the chickens will try to turn you into a chicken head. An eagle. <laughs> the length and the breadth of the wingspan of an, of, of an eagle 
can take them to the highest heights of the most tumultuous storms. The ego thrives in adversity. So when you in the cave with no feathers in a storm, it's because you've been flying so low that chickens that can't even get to half of your, your altitude have been sitting there and all the while, yes, we'll take care of you plucking your feathers right out. You're never going to get to your next level, eagles, hanging around people that don't have the capacity for who you are. Can I just help you? I promise I'm done. Can I just help you? We, we, oh, God, help Y'all just, oh, y'all gotta, I gotta just leave. Somebody come get this stuff. Come get it, please. Oh, Jesus, here I go. Oh, God. Oh, no. I just got to come closer to the prophet. Y'all just touch me. Just pray. Just, woo. Is that River? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Here I go. You know, the colonizers preached to us a gospel. That really took the strength out of our being. Oh. Y'all know what the colonizers are. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Go watch uh, Black Panther. In order to subjugate us, they had to use something that could condition us into places of humility. Okay? I just... I'm trying not. I'm really trying. I'm trying my hardest. Because I don't want them to think that I'm just one of those preachers. I'm really not. Because some of those people are not even saved. It got to the point where if we saw ourselves in any semblance of power or strength, that we were told that that's the spirit of pride. So when it's time for us to really recognize who we are and the greatness that's in us, we do it with trepidation because we have been conditioned to think, Christian, we got to walk like this. There's no greater humility than to realize how powerful you are and to keep that power under restraint. Y'all hear me? I can't say some of this stuff online. Can, can we take live off? I don't know. <laughs> when I went to get my permit, there was some conditioning that they gave us. It wasn't just learning how to use your weapon. It wasn't just the state laws that surround you having a permit. But they talked to us about recognizing the responsibility that we are going to have as gun-carrying citizens to de-escalate circumstances and not to jump to a thousand degrees because they said that with this firearm I was thinking of another word this firearm that it just takes a split second thought to change everything you can change your own life you can change someone else's life you can change someone's family forever in a split second 
And so they taught us the responsibility we have as now power-packing people to use our thoughts in a different way. That's humility now. Because if I'm walking around armed and you're being disrespectful, and I keep my mouth closed and I back up and say, I digress. It's not because I'm weak. It's not because I don't have capacity and power. It's not because I cannot make you meet your maker in 30 seconds. See, when I went through the training, my instructor told me I, I'm a really good shot. Okay? He was ecstatic. He started making videos. He said, follow up. But the power under restraint is the real humility. Not me walking around with my head down. Woe is me. I'm not a Woe is me. Oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No. That's our conditioning. Because if you go to Africa, the African Christians don't walk around with their heads down. Y'all not ready. Stand up. Y'all not ready. Have you ever seen any of those? It depends on what part of Africa. Some parts are extremely humble. I'll just use the people where my blood comes from. You ever seen a Nigerian behind the pulpit? We would say they're proud people, not realizing that that really may be humility because we're so accustomed to people being powerless. So when we come to our next level and we realize I'm no longer allowing my feathers to be plucked by chickens, it's not because we have a spirit of pride. It's not because we are ungodly and unchristian. And, and nah, it's because at some point we recognize it's better for us to live than to let you kill us. Know your rank. If you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you are a son of God and you have his DNA, why can't you act like it? Why can't you live like it? Why can't you walk around with your head held up high and tell anywhere I go, I'm telling people what it's going to be. Anywhere I go. Why? It's in my DNA. My father created, he created the air you're breathing. There's no way in the world I have God's DNA in me and I can be subjugated to a system and not influence it. Albertus Magnus College is tired of me. They done had all kinds of staff meetings because I've sent emails. Everywhere I go, I apostle it. Everywhere I go. Now they got to redo the, the, the photography class. No, professor, you will not fail me because I didn't complete your assignments. Why? Because I opted for online class. Going to the museum every week ain't online. And then I explained it. And then I CC'd everybody on it. My regular online classes, I can sit there at 3 in the morning and complete the assignment. I can't go to the museum at 3 a.m. when I finally have time to devote to schoolwork. You need to change the course. 
So the chair of the department wrote me back. Well, we will be taking this consideration to the School of Professional and Graduate Studies, and we will have to revamp it. Thank you. Do you now, what would you like to do, Mr. Furler? Would you like to complete the class? We'll give you as much time as you need to do it. Oh, yeah, I, I think I'll do that. I have his DNA. That's not arrogance. That's knowing. See, only the insecure call that arrogant. Because you don't know who you are and you're mad that I know who I am. So while you sitting up there trying to go to the museum <laughs> before the mind ends, <laughs> I'm eating pizza. Because <laughs> I told them how it needs to be. Y'all, I'm not going to preach to you a weak gospel. I'm not going to preach to you the colonizer's idea of Christianity that they used to enslave you. See, they didn't create Jesus to enslave us. And that's, unfortunately, a lot of our black people think Christianity is a myth that was created to enslave us. No, Christianity predated the slave trade by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And the oldest Christian organization is in Ethiopia. They were first Christians in Africa, not Muslims. Our original religion was not Islam. It was Judaism. Well, before that, it was archaic spirituality, then Judaism, then Christianity. Islam came 700 years after Christianity, y'all. 700 years after Christianity, Muhammad decided to have a revelation that was contrary to Scripture. Don't be duped into that. Did they misuse it? Yeah, they misused Christianity. But the person that murdered somebody with a knife misused that too. You're going to stop eating steak? You're going to cut the steak with a butter knife because somebody misused the knife? No, you're going to use it for its intended purpose. Father, thank you that these are not going to be weak people. And that when the rubber meets the road, you will be able to count on this house. And this house includes every part of our Ecclesia Global Collaborative, Ecclesia Global in Philly, in Florida, in Georgia, too many for me to name off the top of my head, in St. Kitts, in Mauritius, <sighs> Hartford, I just really can't remember, Virginia, Macon, Georgia, all of our locations, this aggregation of believers you will be able to entrust to us true riches in the mysteries of the kingdom we are your sons and your daughters and we are reflecting your image and your very likeness and the world is not ready for us but it needs to be I pray father that you would engraft this word into our hearts I'm just beginning this message but engraft it into our hearts and spirits so that we would refuse the lie and only walk in the truth and the truth is that we have been perfected forever. We're being sanctified, but you see us through the finished work of the cross. The truth is we are not stuck in any place ever at any time. We are already delivered. We are set free. The truth is greater are you who is in us than he that's in the world. The truth is that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers, might, thrones, and dominions, and every name that is named. 
the truth is that we are your seal in the earth. And our job is to do what we do until every enemy has been made your footstool. We accept the charge.